I think you were raised more properly than I was. I get the black lung. I get the black lung, Pop. Merman. Merman. Welcome to the web of tomorrow. Uh, today we're going to be talking about developer tools. Developer tools. That's right. Um, I'm Adam Harris. I'm Riley Carasquillo, and we are your hosts. I guess I don't. What does host really mean in this sense? I guess that's probably we're, not the best. We. I guess the listeners are guests. Oh. And then, and then we're. Ho- I don't know. That makes it sound really comfy. Yeah, so sit back and relax. Let's go here. Yeah, sit back and relax. In Make yourself at home. In your comfy work chairs or, I don't know, in wherever your car. you're at. Yeah. Um, don't close your eyes if you're driving. Yeah, don't, don't close your eyes. We don't recommend closing your eyes while you drive. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about developer tools. More specifically and more, more we're going to put a little bit more time into Chrome developer tools which are super cool. Back in the day, imagine this. Imagine a world where there was no Chrome, where mm. there was a young infant Google just starting to rise up as this huge technological magistrate of our world. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to make it sound just wonderful. But... It's an old day. It's a time when developers didn't have a lot of tools to help them recognize and realize issues in their code. Yeah, and you didn't need as many, right? You weren't writing that much code in the browser. You were writing some HTML, a little bit of CSS, maybe a tad of JavaScript, right? So Things were a little bit more straightforward. You know what's funny? I just remembered this. I used to make websites in middle school. You just remember this. I just remember this. Yeah, we used to like, I don't know what it all entailed, but there was like a Microsoft tool of some sort that we used to use, and we'd throw links in, and it was probably... Front um, page? I don't remember. It's probably Microsoft front page. It might have been. I don't know. I used Internet Explorer and Notepad. And then the equivalent of developer tools, developer tools... The only thing we had was right-click and view source. Right-click and view source. Yeah. So let me just say this, though. When, when I started, uh, so you're actually quoting, like, some actual tools. <laughs> My favorite tool was flamingtext.com. Mm. It, was, it just let me put cool, like, text that moved, animated text and stuff, like <laughs> neon text that, like, vibrated and stuff. So um, let's, let's just, you know not go too deep into Riley's web experience and let's talk about, yeah, this this right-click you said? Yeah, I mean, you can still do it on web pages today. You can right-click and view view source. But the view source, it's simply the HTML of the page when it first loaded in your browser, right? So um, the HTML may have since changed since then, some web pages actually load with like an empty body tag, and then everything is generated with HTML. I mean, uh, everything's generated JavaScript. 
Yeah. So if you do that today, right-click view source, you may not see what the page looks like at all. Instead, you need to go to developer tools and look at the elements panel. Yeah, which is super cool. Essentially, or technically, I guess I should say, you could go to any website and uh, click or highlight all of the elements tab, you know, so all the contents of the elements tab and paste it into yours and you've got the HTML of that yeah. website or that view, that right. page that you're on, which is crazy. It's just cool how open source, again, I'm going to say this a million times because I, I just love how open source the internet is, internet is and it's something that we should protect with our lives. That's my, that's my only and last political uh, statement I'll ever say. But I just think it's really cool how open source the internet is. And yeah, that's how I learned. Right-click view source, look at their code. Yeah, copy exactly. It, try it out. Anyone can do this. Yeah. A two-year-old who knows how to click the right button and then go down to inspect elements. Yeah, that'll open you into the elements panel and it will highlight that section of the page. So let's just take a step back and talk about what developer tools are. If you are sitting and listening to us while you're at a computer, option, command, J, hit it, and, you, and then follow along. Yeah, you know, I haven't used that command until very recently. I just always right-clicked and hit inspect element. Yeah, and that's just as easy, yeah. actually. So if you want to not do a hot key, then... Right-click, inspect element, and let's follow along. So if you look up at the tabs, you've got elements, network, sources, timeline, profiles, resources, audits, console, and then on mine, I have AngularJS, and that's an extension. But yeah, you've got, how many is that? Six? Eight? Eight. Counting's not my strong suit. So my, my favorite ones are Elements and Console. Cool. And the one I, I've used a lot m mostly is Elements, Network, and Console. Yeah. I get into Networks and, and Sources a little bit. And Sources is really powerful, really cool. So these are the things that we're going to go into uh, a little bit more in depth. Elements, Network, uh, Sources, and Console. I think Console is really important, and you can tell... Because you can have the console panel open as a panel on the bottom of any other panel. That's right. Um, it's like this weird little button at the top right that opens the console from the bottom. So let's, let's kind of pursue it this way. Let's go from why the Chrome developer tools are uh, important to HTML, why they're important to CSS, and then why they're important to JavaScript, and how you can use them, all those things, in... Uh, in Chrome Developer Tools. All right. So first, HTML. Why is it important to HTML? Like, so HTML is pretty cool. You go to the Elements panel. You can see, basically what you're seeing in the, in the Elements panel is not your HTML. It's the DOM. The DOM is the, the document object model. And so it looks exactly like HTML, but it's a live updating version of HTML. So things can be added and removed from the DOM, you can right-click and remove things. You can right-click and copy and paste extra elements in. You can right-click and, and edit the HTML. So I think one of the things that potentially could be being lost by the simplicity of 
uh, Adam's explanation because he's really good at like taking th big things and make them sound really easy. Uh, so here's the mind-blowing thing that maybe you haven't realized just yet with what he's saying. You can change a web page actively. You can see the changes you're making to the, that web page, that you're, and those changes are being made in Chrome Developer Tools. So I could literally, and obviously this won't change it for everyone, it's just in your view, uh, but I could literally go into Chrome Developer Tools to Elements and start deleting things uh, or removing things from Google, yep. and I can start seeing the changes being made. I could change the color of yep. the background, and it will change that color. That's huge to of be course, able to see active changes like that. Yeah, and it's sort of just like a little playground. As soon yeah. as you refresh, it goes back to normal. Sandbox. Yeah. Although, now you can almost use Chrome Developer Tools as your text editor because you can actually edit a file in a sources panel, and then save it to your file system. Really? That's yeah. cool. I haven't used it that way. See, I, so, I mean, I have used it in that, like, I've coded in it, and then copied that yeah. code and thrown it into my, my text editor. Yeah, because it's super quick to see changes Yeah. right there in the console. Probably the biggest thing, so, we've talked a little bit about how CSS can be a little bit frustrating, and it can be... It can seem like you're just playing this game of, all right, where is it going to end up now? Uh, Chrome Developer Tools takes away a lot of that frustration yeah. and lets you see a lot, everything actively. And so I will typically do almost all of my, my CSS coding in Chrome Developer Tools. Actually. Absolutely. That's the best way to do it. You can, um, you can click an element and then see all of its CSS um, all the rules that are targeting that element and all the things that, that's changing the way it looks. Yeah, we're actually in Chrome Developer Tools right now. We're looking at it. And uh, so if you've opened it up, let me just give you a little bit of an explanation as to what it looks like. Um, if you open it up into another window and you've got it pretty big, so I'm, I'm going to describe it as, a, as its own separate window and, and fairly large. So you have to the left your um, structure of your page. That's the HTML. You're going to see that. And then on your right, you're going to see it's called styles. And you can see all of the uh, CSS that's being worked on on the page. If you hover over something in the HTML side or the element side or the DOM side, I guess you could say, uh, then it will show you all of the CSS acting on that, on the right, and in, in under the Styles tab. Yeah. And then you can actually come in to that Styles tab and make changes. Or you can just completely remove things. Yeah, I love the little checkboxes there where you can just turn off that rule. And a, a lot of times I'll go through and I'm just checking things off to try to figure out what's causing something on the page. Yeah, because so one of the big, I guess... I guess we should have said this at the beginning. One of the big overarching ideas behind Chrome Developer Tools is to weed out bugs and fix them. It is the pest control of uh, the coding world. That, so another cool thing is um, if you have a link to an image, then that's a link. Um, if you've got a color, then it gives you a color picker. Yep. And if you're doing things like uh, placement, 
So height, width, margins, um, things like that, min width, uh, max width. You can actually use your arrow keys to make changes. Yeah, you can hit up and down, and it'll go up and down by one pixel there. Yeah. yeah, you can actually, and it's all active. You'll actually see it happening as you do it. And it's really great for working with designers. If you're not sure exactly what they want, you can just walk over to the designer and open up the dev tools and say, all right, you want it this color or you want it this font size, and they can live see what it looks like. And then you can just copy and paste that into your code. Yeah, collaboration, that's true. I haven't used it much for collaboration, but I can imagine how that's really, that's really sweet. Yeah. All right, so next we want to talk about console, and uh, we're not going in order here with the tabs, just kind of in order of importance, like I use elements in console the most. So uh, you want to explain what the console is? Yeah, console is, hmm, so for me, this is how I was introduced to console. I had a buddy, James, and I was really struggling with some JavaScript, and he told me one day, hey, you know that you could just throw that JavaScript straight in the console and see what it does. And I was like, what? Really? And it was just mind-blowing. It destroyed me. And I started just doing all my JavaScript in there. And that's not, like, super recommended because um, it, was, it, was, it made my process really slow. <laughs> but, yeah, it's somewhere where you can actually see where certain issues are popping up in your JavaScript code. And, uh, and you see how, like, any issues you might be having with that JavaScript interacting with your HTML and CSS. And also, you can actually throw in JavaScript into there and see it do things actively. Yeah, it's super awesome. I mean, the most simple example you could do is, like, um, open up a console on any web page and then type, type in, like, 1 plus 1. And that's valid JavaScript. It will return 2. Yep. Or you could define a function in there, and then you could call that function. Or you can even look up the functions that a web page already has, like Google. You could look yeah. up and see what kind of functions functions that they have acting on the page. Yeah, or you can see what functions are available in JavaScript. Like if you type capital math dot, as soon as you type that dot, it's going to auto-complete all the different functions that are available, like absolute value and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's actually, I didn't even think about that. It's got like a crazy amount of power and ability to, and flexibility to, uh, to what, how you can apply it, I guess. So I've got a cool tip I'm going to talk about that relates to both the elements and the console tabs. So if you select something in the elements panel, say you're working with an image, you select that image in the elements panel, and then you go to the console if you do dollar sign zero in the console, dollar sign zero is a shortcut for that element on the page. Hmm. So you can do dollar sign zero and then do something with it. Oh, that's cool. Because sometimes you want to select an object, but you don't have to do like document dot get element by ID and then type in the ID. You can just do dollar sign zero. I love how uh, um, like Firefox or Stack Overflow actually use it as a way to advertise jobs or to yeah, recruit I people. Think, I think I've seen that on Mozilla's website too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's actually so. That's what I meant. Actually, it's a, yeah. I've seen MDN. I've seen a message where you open up the console on their page and it says, "I see like you. Uh, I see you like looking under the hood. You know, apply for a job." Yeah. See that? That's so cool. Like that's like the most specific way to target your your, yeah. I guess, recruitment audience. I bet you'd get bonus points if you applied, and that's how you found out. Yeah, <laughs> and I love 
Easter eggs, I guess you could say, and that's like that's a really cool seeming Easter egg or whatnot. Console is such a big part of again, Adam hit on this earlier. It's such a big part of the developer tools that you can have it open always. Yeah. And so you while you you're looking through all the other tabs, you have the console on because that's where you're gonna actually talk with the computer. That's where you're gonna actually gonna, you know, kind of like you would with the terminal, you communicate with the computer to do things, and then yeah. uh, it's kind of your your way of interacting with the web page. I think the only other thing that I would say is, of course, the consoles where you're going to see JavaScript errors pop up. Yep. And number two. And frameworks and library yeah. errors, which is the same thing. But yeah. And then number two, um, in your code, if you put console.log, that's where you will see those messages show up. Right. And console.log is a bit of code that you'll throw into a JavaScript. And uh, it's a really uh, great way to figure out where what point your code is getting to or seeing what the value of a variable is. Yeah, it's literally just console.logging text. So when your code hits that section, it will just show up on the console. Um, I guess the next probably most important thing is sources, but let's go into network instead just because sources is kind of your your end-all, be-all, endpoint for debugging, as purposes at least. Um, so let's go into network. What is network? Network just shows all the different resources that load to create your web page. So like the first thing will be the HTML page itself loads, and then it requests different CSS and JavaScript files and images. So if you have something that doesn't load in properly, that's where you'll see a big red 404. Uh, you'll, and you'll also see it on the console. And you also just, uh, in network, I think you also just don't see it show up. So there's this thing called CDN. And a CDN is a uh, web-hosted uh, extension of some code, you know? Yeah, it's a content delivery network. So if there's some content like jQuery... Right. That people need to load into web pages all the time. They can use a CDN. You can also see why things are taking so long to load. So if you see something uh, is really taking a long time to load, you may, and that's, a, that's an issue because you want things to load as fast as possible, especially today. We want faster, right? That's important to us. And so if something's taking a really long time, it will give you, it'll, it'll kind of help you pinpoint what that is and, and let you know if you should reevaluate that bit of code or that uh, that document or that image or I don't know, whatever. Yeah, could be a, just a huge image. You need to size it down. Sources are right next to network. Uh, so it's elements, network, and then sources. And, and so, so what are sources? Sources kind of related to network because it shows you all the files that loaded in, but then you can actually look at those files. So for JavaScript files, for example, you can... Find the file, you can see all your code there, and then probably the biggest thing is that you can add a breakpoint. Mm -hmm. And breakpoints are, um, so we were talking about how this relates and how it's important to HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. So obviously Chrome developer tools, or just developer tools in general, find a lot more purpose in JavaScript because that's where it gets... Uh, well, it's program. It's actually programming. And you sometimes 
can really mess things up and have no idea why, or you're collaborating on something and someone's done something to some really long line of code and it's hard to find. So sources is really cool because you can put those breakpoints in places to uh, stop the code from running. And then it will pinpoint, it'll help you pinpoint yeah. where your bug is actually it basically, coming from. So when your code is running in the browser, it runs really fast, right? Like, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when you put it in a breakpoint, it will just pause what it's doing when it gets to that point. Exactly. And then you can, you can see what are variables equal to at this moment, things like that. And you can say, okay, go to the next step. Okay, what you know? Did things break? What are the variables equal to now? Okay, go to the next step, and then you can narrow it down to the line of code that's breaking. So if you go to, so here's a really good example. If you go to network and you uh, see that your you know your JavaScript has loaded onto the page, then you go to sources and and you notice that in, in console your console.log that you threw in there somewhere wherever it may be, it doesn't matter. Uh, but you know specifically where it should be, you notice that it's not showing up. So you go into that page, you can actually click on, on that uh, JavaScript document and then put some breakpoints in around that area and, and you know pinpoint where the issue is coming from. Yeah, although a lot of times the console's gotten a lot better because a lot of times when you have an error in the console, you have a little arrow pointing to the right. And if you open that up, then it'll give you an entire stack of what lines of code did it execute in order to get to this error, and you can usually find what line of code is breaking with that way. So a lot of this will probably have been, if you are really truly new, uh, and you haven't touched a lot of these things, especially developer tools, a lot of it may have been lost on you. Do not despair. All we're really trying to say is that there's four things that you need to uh, focus on. Elements, network, sources, and console. Start there, just check it out, play with it, go look at it, because this tool is your life, or it should be. It should be a part of your life. And, I mean, we haven't even gone to many of the other uses that it has. It gets really advanced. It gets really advanced, but we don't have to go that way, because... Yeah. Uh, because you're gonna when you're as you're starting off as you're beginning and maybe even the rest of your whole <laughs> entire life, you might not even need to use some of these things. But you will need to use at least elements and the console at some point. And uh, another way to get started is there is a free course where Google teamed up with Code School and it's called Try Developer Tools. That's awesome. And they keep improving developer tools all the time. All the it's time. Amazing. Yeah, it's. It's insane. It's a super cool tool. And Firefox has its uh, developer tools as well, and it is really cool as well. It has some really cool animation yeah. um, functionality. That it has you can this play really with. cool thing where you can see a web page in 3D so you can see what's on top of other things. What? I didn't even know that. Yeah. And we didn't even get to mention the mobile. I know. The mobile one. If you guys are interested in iOS development or Android development, uh, Chrome Developer Tools has a really cool uh, mobile phone developer tool section as well. But we're out of time. We're out of time. And not only that, but like we could literally talk for hours and hours about any of our subjects. But this one, it, it, obviously, we really like a lot. So yeah. let's just leave it for you guys to play with. Uh, find out what you're interested in. Again, there's tons of 
documentation for you to read if you need help. Um, but go play with developer tools. Gosh dang it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't after this, I will find you and I will open it up for you and, you know, show it to you so you can play with it. I don't know. I just want people to use it. Thank you for joining us, and that was that episode. It's over.